o'clock in pirate country and it's time to get pumped up with the p-man hit the door and hit the road 94.3 the game is gonna get you home and the p-man's not holding back yes yes pirates win pirates win bring on the patrick johnson show on 94.3 the game holy mackerel oh my goodness the flagship station of the ecu pirates (laughs) <laughs> Are you playing this for the Mets? Is that what is that what's going on? Oh well, they definitely deserve it too. Maybe I should have played Sad Trumpet instead of Timmy Trumpet. <laughs> well, it is uh, Adios time in Charlotte, undoubtedly. Uh, welcome in. Uh, the news that I didn't think would be happening for another couple weeks: Matt Rule out as the coach of the Panthers. Uh, Patrick Johnson uh, here with you today. We've got uh, Ben B-Baby Byram uh, with us as well. Hey, Ben. We, If we called Zoki right now, he wouldn't pick up. That's my prediction. Absolutely uh, not. He didn't like it when I, I was talking about ruling the hot seat a couple weeks ago. And uh, we've got uh, Cookie Chris uh, Cook somewhere around here. Woo! Chris stayed up again all night. Did you know that, Ben? Oh, was what he ever no, this morning? He came in this morning. I mean, I'm getting a text from him like at six in the morning, just bugging the snot out of me. Oh, geez. Here we go. I mean, like I've, I've had, you know, like 15 days in a row of work and I'm just sort of, you know, was try to ease into Monday a little bit as best I could. And I'm, I'm getting him blowing me up with text messages. Monday and usually like no rest the- for the weary. And you know what he did, uh, Ben? What's that? He he uh, he came in on the morning show, so he stayed up all night, and he brought his uh, his roommate with him, who sounds like a real uh, promising young fella. He, Manny, Manny, oh, yeah, Manny's Manny. awesome. Yeah, Manny sounded like a good guy. Manny he wrestled really on uh, NXT. Did he really? Yeah, yeah he's NXT been on WWE wrestler, a few yeah. times. Good for Manny. Good for Manny. Seemed like a nice guy. All right. Um, well, look. Here's what's happening. We are. Uh, we're looking at a new uh, regime in uh, Carolina, in Charlotte. Uh, the Panthers ditched Matt Rule today. Uh, ben, what do you? Uh, before we get into this, Ben, as the as the resident true Panthers fan, you would not have given up your seat for a Niners fan like countless thousands did yesterday. Absolutely not. I would stay till the end as well. I'm not a guy that leaves early for anything. What is the? What was the? final straw in your estimation uh the final straw was the fact that there was nothing but Niners fans there he drained the life out of the franchise um after Cam Newton and Ron Rivera here we go again yeah he just he just drained the life out of him uh you have plenty of talent on the offense and uh nothing to show for it whatsoever I mean there's not a lot of teams that they can claim believe it or not the Panthers have one of like they're up there in terms of offensive line rankings they have a very good offensive line right now compared to the rest of the league and they have weapons at wide receiver in Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. And you got Christian McCaffrey, the all-pro running back. And what do you have to show for it? One of the worst offenses in the NFL. And then you have a top-10 defense, and you still can't find a way to win. So, yeah, that was probably the final nail in the straw or final nail in the coffin for me. Um, can't do anything about the owner, but you definitely can do something about the coach, and I'm glad he's gone. The thing I found really odd about uh, today's – decision 
And, uh, you know, I guess why wait a couple weeks? They're about to go out west to play uh, the Rams. So, I mean, go ahead and, and get this over with and, and move on, especially if you had an internal uh, guy in mind, obviously, you felt confident in to coach really what the remaining 12 games as the uh, yep. interim coach. And, you know, the, but I, I, I'm a little surprised at the Phil Snow thing, but apparently Phil Snow and the interim don't get along. Yeah, Phil is that, Snow. Is that the uh, word? Uh, yeah, that's the current word, and it was purely a St- Steve Wilkes decision. Which, by the way, if that's the kind of decision Steve Wilkes is making, I want him gone by the end of the year as well. I mean, that's yeah, a top that's... ten defense there, and you got rid of the defensive coordinator who consistently had them good, even in very bad times with the Panthers these past few years. Even last year, we had a top. I think we had the second best defense in the league statistic wise under Phil Snow. So I, I don't understand that one at all. You got to put personal feelings aside and win. And uh, Phil Snow was the guy that probably could have done that for you if you had things right on the offense. They got rid of the uh, special teams coordinator, and that's because I guess he and Rule were uh, really yeah, that close. that was a rule higher. That was a rule higher. But the Phil Snow thing's a little baffling. And then you were telling me Wilkes involved in the suit against the NFL right now. His name's in yeah, that. Yeah, Steve Wilkes. Yeah. yeah, he's with Brian Flores because he felt like he was wrongfully fired after uh, getting fired by the Cardinals after one year. Yeah. Well, okay. So where he was three and thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah. That was when they had Josh Rosen, and it was a nightmare. Worst team in the league. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's hear from uh, the owner of the Panthers, David Tepper. Uh, Tepper says uh, they weren't. Let's start kind of working in inverse order of this list I have here. He says they weren't getting over the hump, and uh, he kind of elaborated on what exactly that means. So this is David Tepper who spoke to the media just a little bit ago. Winning more this year than you did last year, have the appearance of winning more than you did last year, looking like you're going to win more than you did last year. You know, by that definition, you know, I don't think we're over the hump. Uh, we started off 1-4 this year. We you know, had five wins the last two seasons. We, you know, had a different lack of success in other seasons. So we have to we have to somehow change that culture, see how we can change that culture and, and try to win. And whatever that takes, we're going to try to find that. David Tepper uh, says he bears responsibility for the team's struggles. I'm the head of the organization, and ultimately I always bear uh, responsibility. I'm not the people, I'm not the person that makes those decisions. I'm brought into those decisions. Um, listen, we will find, and we, and we may have that person right now, but I believe we will have that person eventually. Ooh, I don't okay. like that. I don't like that answer. What do you mean? We may have that person now. No, I don't think well, that means they don't have the person. That means they don't have the person, Ben. Yeah, yeah that's what that means. I, I don't even he, mention and he. And he corrected himself because this guy's involved in the lawsuit suing the uh, the league. All right. Um, do you have the question part of this? Did you keep that in here, Ben, for this last one from Tepper? This is where him and the reporter are going at it, right? Right. Do you have the reporter's question, though? Yes, I do. I do. I have all that. Okay. All right. So this is, is it Scott Fowler? Is that yep. who this is? Yep, Scott Fowler uh, from the Charlotte Observer. Uh he asked Tepper why now was the right time to fire Matt Rule. Dave, this is just a timeline question, but did you wake up this morning and decide to do this? 
did you know last night? I just wonder what your own decision process was here. Scott, I read your column, okay? You know better, okay? Every every day, every you know, this is an everyday thinking about things, how we can be better, what should, should we do, when is the right time, when's not the right time. And I said there's numerous factors that go into it. I answered that question before. You know, you there's a tipping point that gets reached. It just so happened we got to the tipping point. And I think you understand that. You know, I, I, but you're saying you're not very specific on what reasons were other than you didn't win. I mean, was there was there something I'm missing other than that you're He's 11 and Do you want me to read? You want, I can actually, you know, I, I shouldn't say that, but I actually read your columns and I can go back to your columns and regurgitate them. So you can read your own columns, okay, for that answer. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, that was it. It lasted about five minutes, the press conference. The whole thing? Yes. Well, I mean, look, at least he came out and, and gave the press. Look, ever since Tepper has taken over as the owner, I mean, the the big question here is, to me, now what? Because they've had no identity since day one. They've yep. chased quarterbacks. It's not been successful in any of their efforts to chase quarterbacks. Uh, they still don't have, I think, the quarterback in the room. The other bit of news today is that Baker Mayfield is hurt and will not play for a couple of weeks. What specifically has his injury been? Is it uh, an ankle? I saw ankle, yeah. Some kind okay. of ankle injury. But he's it's like a high ankle sprain or something. Anyway, he's not a, he's not around gonna be around for two weeks. He's garbage anyway. I think they'll be all right. I agree. But I mean, they don't have they they have a very unstable situation at quarterback. Uh I don't think they have a plan because of the situation at quarterback. Your plan is PJ Walker right now, who's a Matt Rule guy. So I mean that's already uh, yeah. out the window. So I mean, it, what's interesting to me on this is if all right, everybody wants a franchise quarterback. We get that. Other teams find other ways to win, in spite of maybe not because you don't have thirty-two franchise quarterbacks. No, you don't. They're just, yeah, they're they're not. Now you have diff, you have varying levels of of quarterback, uber elite, and then you know guys that are really really good. And I'll say, but, I mean, it's ten maybe true franchise quarterback guys in the league right now. Maybe fifteen. It's it's well, and I would say this. I mean, it's not automatic because look at look at what's going on in Denver right now. I mean, you have a guy who's face of the league, has been to the Super Bowl, won Future a Super Hall Bowl. Hall of Famer, probably. Yeah, Russell Wilson's probably a Hall of Famer, and and it's just not working out in Denver right now because it, there's so much more to it. But with the Panthers, they have never had a solid game plan at quarterback. They they trade up to draft uh, Matt Corral. Now he's hurt, so you know where does that where does that go? So in other words, you know, within the franchise now, we don't know if he's going to be the guy. I mean, they spent a ton of money to bring Sam, Sam Darnold in. That was a failed experiment. He's not available to go right now. Baker Mayfield, uh, pre-injury has been dismal. There's now reports out there that it's the Bills, and this doesn't mean anything, but the Bills are trying to reach out to find out if if McCaffrey's on the trading block, which now, they have done before. They did that right. Uh, last I mean, there's yeah. it, just because a team calls to inquire about somebody doesn't mean that the guy's on the trading block. So I think that's just some some noise for the sake of noise. Um, there are some other comments on this today. 
Uh, this is Michael Irvin uh, reacting to Matt Rule being fired. Is this NFL Network? It's uh, ESPN. Okay, so ESPN um, Michael been, Ir- was this first take? It was first take, okay. yes. Okay, so Michael Irvin on with screaming a on uh, first take. This is his reaction to Matt Rule being fired. Hot hire, Matt Rule was a hot hire. I mean, he was a, he's a big time hire, and that's why they gave him so many years. And they gave him years because they knew it was going to take time. It definitely looks bad over there. It looks bad, and you're cycling through some pretty, you know, quarterbacks that got drafted pretty high. So, yeah, this is this is this is pretty incredible news coming out so early when you have a seven, eight year contract like this. Just, All right, now we're gonna hear high hire. I mean, Matt Rule wasn't even expecting to get an interview. If you remember when Matt Rule got hired and David Tepper told the story, David Tepper and Marty Herney showed up at his house. Matt Rule wasn't expecting him. He wasn't expecting an interview. And just they hired right. him on the spot after they ate his wife's meatballs. That's a true story. That's a true story. I'm not making that up. That is in well, the press conference, in the introductory press conference. Will you find it? Yeah, I, I, Go I, look I, for I it. can find it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, get ready here. Screaming A. Let me let me uh, do this. I'm incredibly familiar with North Carolina. Screaming A, who is incredibly familiar with North Carolina. Kernersville. Here is, uh, <laughs> he just named towns in the triad. Here is uh, Stephen A. Smith says Matt Rule should have, uh, I agree with him here, should have already been fired. He should have been gone. The fact of the matter is, is that he hasn't gotten the job done. He wasn't the right man for the job. And guess who's next? Baker Mayfield, because I don't know if anybody's noticing. He's only 54% of his passes. He looks awful, too. His career is in jeopardy. He's right. Yeah, I'm with him 100% on that one. Archdale. All right, Colin Cowherd uh, says Matt Rule is not a bad coach. Okay, yeah, I mean, listen, I think he was a great college coach. He, he, he pivoted to the NFL and did not have a great quarterback, so he had to kind of do it with what he had. And in this league, I don't care, ask Bill Belichick, in this league, if you don't have a star quarterback, you're not going to win a lot of big games against the Buffaloes and Kansas Cities and Baltimores. So I'm not saying, it's easy to say that he's just a terrible coach. He's a great college coach. Yeah, that's, and that's probably the extent of it. So on Cowherd today, uh, they had uh, Sean Payton on. Uh, this is uh, a condensed down minute 20 of about a four-minute answer about what kind of job Carolina is. And, and he went into a lot of things, the differences between college and, and NFL, and, and you know, certainly we understand that. But this is uh, Sean Payton uh, talking about uh, kind of uh, what needs to happen or, or, or is you know kind of this Carolina job an attractive job. Turning a program around, it, it, it's interesting. So we, we've got the divisions. There's four teams in each division. Right. And there's generally one on the top, and the other three are trying to knock them off. And if they don't do it in two or three years, they're out. Right. And so I remember when I arrived in New Orleans in 06, Gruden, a real close friend, was the head coach at Tampa Bay. They were the team. They had won a Super Bowl. Good personnel. Yeah. John Fox, good coach, was at Carolina, and Jim Mora Jr. was at Atlanta. I knew all three of them well. I worked with John Fox in New York for four years. He's a close friend to this day, both he and Gruden. And yet you realize all three of us are not, four of us are not going to be around in three years. Right. And then pretty soon in New Orleans, as we got to that spot, we kept track of the coaches. And I think our staff saw 14 different coaches in the NFC South. Wow. And it's just that little miniature king of the hill. 
And so quickly, you also got that quarterback, right? That was important. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. That was important, but he wasn't in the building. And so immediately whoever's next to Carolina is looking at that. Is it in the draft? Do we have a hold the fort guy in free agency until we find it in the draft? Or is there a guy we like in free agency that we feel like can be a good player? And Ben, we were talking about it before you went on there. I mean, really, yeah, you're one in four. So there's probably a lot of things you do realistically need. There's a lot of areas you could upgrade, but you're right. Defensively, they're a top 10 defense. Yesterday, notwithstanding, the offensive line's been much improved this year. You've got some playmakers for better or for worse uh, on on that. I, I'm still not a Robbie Anderson believer in a sense. I but think we on. can agree. Talented, hang on. Though. Yeah, no, he's talented, but I'm not a believer. He's a number one or, or, or two guy. I mean, I think. But anyway, we, that's a debate for another time. That's fun. The the other thing that I think uh, is he's 100% right about the quarterbacking situation, but that's kind of the plan. Baker's a one-year kind of rental, in a sense. Um, who knows how long he will be out. Darnold's just got one more year remaining. and then. But you've got to have a, a house in order. And look, everything I've heard... It's just not the football operations. There's a lot of things there in, within that franchise that just seem off. It, it doesn't seem the most buttoned up. Well, look no further than um, Rock Hill. Well, and then the the situation in Rock Hill. So, I mean, you have a, a guy who's bombastic, who's used to getting his way, who's used to kind of bowling over and getting his way with with Tepper, the owner. And you know, I I just obviously, like you say, that decision to hire Matt Rule, if, if you know, the, the way the kind of the story goes down is, is interesting. And just it smacks of a decision that's made. I went with my gut kind of decision without a real, you know, huge vetting process. But anyway, that's, that's that. I was looking for the tweet about rule and where he might wind up in the future and, and that sort of thing. Um, it's on our Twitter. Hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling through. Um, anyway, point is, I see it. Uh, where is it? Because I don't see it. Is this the one? Or I see it. Yeah, this is Dennis Dodd. So Dennis Dodd, we've had Dennis Dodd on the show before, I believe. Dennis Dodd says um, he believes that there's going to be a bidding war for rule, and he lists Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Georgia Tech, and he actually says some coaches may actually, or some schools may actually fire their coach if they feel like they can get uh, Matt Rule. Well, Coward that, says he had um, he had a source that says that he wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma fired uh, Brett Venables um, and maybe make a bidding war, make a play for Matt Rule. Okay. I, that sounds insane, I, but I, I, that just sounds. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's crazier what, yeah. things crazier things have happened, but I, that, that just sounds insane to me. That does not I, sound. I agree, but that he says he has a source. Well, that's fine. Much like how Stephen A. has sources. So. Right. And I mean, Dan Patrick has had sources of stuff that's, that doesn't come to fruition either. I mean, everybody's got sources and everybody talks to somebody. But uh, so, yeah, that's look, I, I think regardless of what happens over the next 12 games with Steve Wilkes, you've got to have a plan. You have got to you've got to have a true. I'm like you, Ben. I don't think this is a can be torn down thing. But you just you can't be half cocked with this quarterback situation, and you need to decide. I, I to me, it's a disservice to Matt Corral, but 
So be it. I mean, you've got to go out. If, if, you, if you're hanging your hopes on a franchise quarterback, then you've got to go out and get one. And that would be in free agency at this point. Cool. I don't think that's a draft situation, although they may be – they may have a top three pick easily this year. So well, they're number I, one right now. Yeah, well, there's others tied. But, yep. I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I – you know, in the wash, how does it, how does it come out? And, look, they're going into a place <laughs> next week you talk about crowds that were the the, oppo, the 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 quote unquote visiting team having a ton of people. I mean, it sounded like a, a game in Dallas yesterday out in Los Angeles, and they've got big problems with the Rams right now, uh, yeah. especially up front on offense offensive line. All right, Ben, uh, kind of a final word here on this Matt Rule thing, uh, since you're the Panthers Uber fan. Well, thank goodness it needed to happen. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if it happened before this season, but I was willing to give him a third year, and it was a disaster from the get-go. Good riddance. You weren't the man for the job anyways. Take your ball, take your money, and go home. You're Bobby Bonilla right now. We should celebrate Matt Rule Day. He's going to get paid thousands of dollars, it feels like, every hour moving forward because he got a 60-something million dollar contract. Beat it. You're a bum. Go get hired by Nebraska. It's where you belong, out in Lincoln or Madison. That's where you belong. That's a perfect Matt Rule destination. Beat it. He's yeah, going. He he's going to get a, a over eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars a month for the next forty eight months. Yeah, it's like Bobby Bonilla all over again. Not bad work if you can get it. Yep. Not bad work if you can get it. I mean, look, he's set for life. I mean, that's, sixty million dollars to an unproven coach from college, a guy that's never coached in the NFL. I, I, you know, I didn't. It didn't feel right when they did it. But they gave him the seven years, and they obviously have not. They didn't even get through half of it. Well, he wasn't even. If you remember his press conference, he was sweating bullets. He wasn't even ready for the job. He knew it deep down. He wasn't ready for the job. All right. Well, all right, Porky Pig. We're gonna miss you. Well, <laughs> ruthless Ben Byron. He is a little ruthless. All right. Uh, we'll get into some pirate post game audio. Obviously, a uh, disappointing. Uh, weekend out in uh, New Orleans for ECU, and uh, we'll get into some of that sound from uh, the network uh, post game for you. We've got Inside ECU Athletics with Mike Houston coming up at the top of the hour, uh, but uh, quick break. We'll come back and get to uh, as much of the ECU cuts as we can as uh, Matt Rule out at Carolina. Patrick Mornings, Adam Gold Middays, Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. Right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Okay, uh, Pirates with a uh, a weird game on Saturday, wasn't it, Ben? I just... Very weird. Yeah, I mean, it just didn't... I mean, this is why you can't go by stats, but I mean, you know, it seemed like, boy, Tulane should have dominated on the stat sheet. Boy, they should have dominated the time of possession, and they did have a time of possession advantage, but it wasn't anything as stark as what Navy had, and... Pirates gout gained them and outrushed them. I know it's just a weird, it's just not a, a weird game. They got to the quarterback, got to Michael Pratt a lot, a handful of times. I, it just was a, a weird game. Uh, some of the post game uh, comments and look, a lot of people are uh, a lot of a lot of pirate fans are uh, up in arms. 
obviously. Um, and, uh, they're, you know, very disappointed. This is uh, Coach Houston who said the team played hard, but Tulane simply made more plays. It was. And, uh, you know, they made the plays and we didn't. And that's, that's the disappointing thing. We had our opportunities um, all day. Um, but just you know, when we look at this film, it's going to be self-inflicted errors. And that's, uh, it's frustrating. Um, I told the kids, I thought, I thought we played hard, uh, but we just we made some mistakes that you just can't make in a tight ball game. And, and listen, we're going to have ball games like this every step of the way down the stretch. Uh, Coach Houston talks about Keaton Mitchell, and uh, obviously I don't, he just didn't seem 100%, and then apparently there was a minor injury that Marlon Gunn sustained. Well, I thought his effort was great. Um, I thought uh, he was obviously was not quite himself just yet. Um, so, uh, but uh, you know, he pushed himself and and went. Uh, you know, Marlon went down with a minor injury, and that you know put put more on him. So uh, we got to get Marlon healthy. We got to get Camaro to come along uh, to help uh, to help Keaton right there. So, I mean, if you think about it now, Gun. It was termed a minor injury, I think, Ben. Is that what did I hear that correct? And then minor, yep. Yeah, but I mean enough to hamper him the other day. Um, I mean that's the, again we have talked and heard about so much about the depth in that position room, and now you've got uh, one back out for the year. You've got Marlon Gunn uh, with this injury, the extent of the minor injury. We don't we don't know. Keaton Mitchell still not a hundred percent. And so, I mean, that's, that's, that's problematic, especially if you need other people to uh, step up and they're not. So we'll, we'll see how all that plays this week. Uh, one more from coach Houston here. And he, uh, he says two the two lane long drive they had in the second quarter, uh, and, you know, that resulted in, in the score. Then all of a sudden the pirates start pressing. Yeah, I did too. I love the way we played the first quarter. I thought that in the second quarter, uh, Tulane had the long drive uh, where they kept the ball. I don't know what the time was on the drive, but it was an extended drive. And I just felt like we, we were almost pressing when we came back out on the field offensively, and we just did not have that same energetic tempo. Um, and that's, that's something we've got to, you know, we, 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 can't, we can't let that stuff like that get us. You know, you've got you to be mentally tough enough to be able to go out there and, you know, go back at it no matter what the circumstance is. And uh, Holton Naylor's now a couple comments from him. Uh, he says Tulane uh, was just the better team. There. Yeah, kind of exactly what you said. I mean, they're a really good football team, and uh, they got the best of us today. You know, I mean, that's just kind of the end of it is they got the best of us. we got to move on from it and learn from it. He says uh, that he and the offense uh, had mistakes that they've got to learn from. Yeah. On film, they, they showed just a few things that they did, and, you know, they did those really, really well, and they, they stuck to that. I mean, there's reason they're number one pass defense and number eight total defense in the nation is because they do what they do really well. So, um, I mean, I think they, they prepared for us really well and kind of knew our main plays and going into it. And uh, we've got to be able to adjust. You know, I don't think we adjusted the best, and uh, we've got to learn from that and grow from it. Well, that's an interesting comment, isn't it? I, when I heard that this morning, I thought, well, it's kind of an interesting um Absolutely. Interesting statement there. Um, Jeremy Lewis was also on the post game, uh, and uh, he, uh, you know, was a player that started out as an offensive guy, moved to defense, but uh, says he still believes in the Pirates offensively. Uh, I mean, we have a great offense. You know, 
we was playing one of the best defenses in the country. We still got confidence in them. You know, it's not just their fault. We're not about to sit here and like put our heads down. We just, uh, the, the, the way I try to look at it is you get to get out on the field and make more plays, make more highlights. So it's, it's, it's no head down, no complaining when that's going on. So, you know, again, uh, the, I don't know. I mean, there, there were just a lot of the, the problems were exposed. I mean, I, I, it was interesting to hear what Holton had to say about adjustments and offense there. And look, Tulane's very, very good defensively, and they're a very good team, quite obviously. Uh, they've got a really solid program. They've got a fantastic quarterback. Michael Pratt was, uh, if not for Toon's performance, Houston coming back on Memphis, uh, it would have been Michael Pratt would have probably uh, been highly considered for the uh, player of the week offensively. Uh, he gets uh, AAC on a roll instead, but Michael Pratt, after missing the previous game, was as good as advertising. I've always thought he was a fantastic quarterback, and he was really, really good at times, uh, great at times on, on Saturday. There's still some issues. Um, you know, obviously with the secondary, there's some issues uh, with the big play surrendering that. Pirate offense just couldn't get out of neutral penalties and oh yeah, penalties where there were, there were a lot of a lot more penalties both sides of the ball but there were just a lot of penalties in that game and uh, you know it was interesting this morning Henry uh, made a statement and I, and I I see where he's coming from on this saying that you know it's one of those things from when you go down and and you know you miss the extra point and it just maybe kind of put a little bit of a a dark cloud over the rest of the game. You know, tough to say, but I, I, I think I that, 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 well, I, I get where he's coming from, but I mean, it just kind of sets a, a little bit of a dour tone perhaps. And uh, who knows? I mean, these are all young people. You don't know what they're thinking. Absolutely, I don't know what you yeah. guys are thinking. You guys are young people. I don't know what you're thinking. Half I don't know the time. what I'm thinking half of the time. Right. And so I just, I don't know. I just, and you're think not that, young people. I'm not close to young people, but wow, thanks, Chris. I, I, I just think hey, that was meant for me, Ben. I think that's what um, I'm saying. That was jeez, he's throwing uh, shots. Well, <laughs> well, Chris has been around his buddy this morning, and he thinks he's uh oh. He picked up on all of his uh, his oh, ahas, oh, okay. his attempts at humor. But I, I just really do think that you're. All, it's a long season, and even Alabama, Alabama's kicker missed two kicks. That he usually makes on Saturday night. He didn't miss a kick two years ago. Anything. Point after, field goal, nothing. So, I mean, college kickers, man. That's You can't hang your hopes on college kickers no matter who they are. Because um, that's a that's a just college kickers. You can't on a but, lot of NFL kickers either. Well, they're, they're, all, they're all in their own headspace a lot of times. Good or bad. With all that said, you're going to have a bad performance. And you're going to have a bad performance out of at least one that is just a, a clunker. And this was really the first time that I thought it was a clunker for ECU the whole way around. Just, you know, there's been times where maybe certain aspects have not clicked on all cylinders or played well. This was a game where a lot of that stuff seemed to happen. So, um, and it seems like it just it either ha it happens in Tulane, it happens. We've seen it happen at UAB back in the day. Places you go and there's nobody in the stands, and you got to create your own energy. I, I didn't think that was an issue, but it just seems like sometimes when you go on the road to certain places where nobody's around and nobody cares what the team's doing there locally, 
I don't know. That just hasn't been successful historically for, for the Pirates. They've always seemed to have that one bad game a year on the road in that place. That's and, that's, good, and I'm talking kind of just from historical perspective here. That's a good point. Um, Tulane is 4-1 and one on the brink of getting a top 25 nomination here by the AP poll, and they barely have 5,000 people in the stands. Like, what is going on there? Well, it's, the students were gone too, yeah. and, you know, LSU had a big game. I mean, there's, there's mitigating – but I, it doesn't – your point is well taken, yeah. but it just is one of those things where, you know, hot, just kind of a day you got to kind of create your own energy, and, and sometimes that's a little easier said than done. But Absolutely, you're just out of twelve games, you're going to have a clunker. You're going to have a day where you, where you you just get beat, and I think this is the first time this year they've gotten beat. Now, granted, the record's three and three, and there's a lot of chicken little right now because. I, yeah, I, I was a little surprised to see Pirates are favored against Memphis, but when you look at it, they are at home. Uh, ECU's, you know, five out of the six times have played pretty well. A lot of uncharacteristic things Saturday, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, Memphis offensively is really, really good. Their defense is not that good. Their defense can gives up gives up a lot. Their defense does. So uh, we'll see, and and you never know how that's going to go. What they're going to be, there's, you know, are they a little shaken after what happened Friday night with Houston coming back? Or are they going to be fired up with something to prove? I mean, there's there's a lot that can happen and transpire this week before Saturday. I And look, I, I know fans are frustrated. I know, Ben, I know like you as a fan, you're frustrated. I know Chris as a fan, you're frustrated. If you're a fan, you're frustrated. And I, and I totally get that. But I one of my best friends... Uh, was kind of come back to the program after the lean years and he got fed up and, you know, made an economic decision. And then he's back on the season ticket brigade and, and all of that and goes to every game and he'll be there Saturday night. And, you know, he's as irrational as any fan. And he even told me when I was talking to him yesterday, uh, he, he, he can't help the injuries. And I think the injury, you've got to have a running game. The running game is, what this whole deal is predicated on. And it is it was not good at all. Um for whatever reason. The injuries, uh Tulane, it just it, it was not there on Saturday, and that's that's a big issue. Uh Ben, why don't we grab a break and then we'll come back and have you uh do an update and then we'll get to some uh of the uh NFL cuts as much as we can. Uh the big news of the day, of course, is the uh, Panthers parting ways earlier with Matt Rule. They've also uh relieved the defensive coordinator, Phil Snow of his duties because uh, Steve Wilkes, the interim, and Snow apparently didn't see eye to eye. Uh, they got rid of, uh, is it Ed Foley, Ben? The guy who was, was the uh, yes, special teams guy, Ed Foley, because he and Rule were kind of attached at the hip. So uh, a lot of uh, changes, and then Baker Mayfield is also uh, out for how long? Well, Ben will give us an idea. Uh, he'll have an update for you when we come back on the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Ben Barmier for your 94th year of the game sports update. Obviously, the big news of the day, Matt Rule officially fired as head coach for the Carolina Panthers. 
Panthers owner David Tepper explained why now was the time to fire Matt Rule. Look, there's uh, numerous reasons why you make a decision like that. Ultimately, I felt this was the time. Now was the time. Former Panthers defensive coordinator and former Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes would take over as the interim head coach. Defensive coordinator Phil Snow has been fired purely, that was purely a Steve Wilkes decision. They don't see eye to eye. Assistant special teams coordinator Ed Foley also out because he was a Matt Rule hire. Moving on, Fox Sports reporter Jay Glazer reports that Scott Fitterer will look to make some roster moves. Uh, it's also been reported by Dan Feetz, uh, Buffalo Bills local reporter, that the team has reached out and received multiple calls about Christian McCaffrey. And Jay Glazer also reports that teams have reached out about DJ Moore. Moving on, ECU dropped a 24-9 decision to Tulane on Saturday. Holton Aylers, through the week before, completed 31-41 passes for 465 yards and six touchdowns during AAC Offensive Play of the Week. Through two costly second-half interceptions, Holton Aylers says that he and the offense has to learn from their mistakes. On film, they, they showed just a few things that they did, and you know they did those really, really well, and they, they stuck to that. I mean, there's reason that they're number one pass defense and number eight total defense in the nation is because they do what they do really well. So, um, I mean, I think they, they prepared for us really well and kind of knew our main plays and going into it. And uh, we've got to be able to adjust. You know, I don't think we adjusted the best, and uh, we've got to learn from that and grow from it. And wrapping up, ECLM Harold Varner III finished the day on the Live Golf Invitational Bangkok Tournament. Tied for six, 14 under overall, 202. Uh, the, the, the current leader or the winner of the event was Eugenio Chikara, followed by Patrick Reed, who was 16 under, and Paul Casey and Richard Bland, who were 15 under, tied for third. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron Moore for the P-Man after this quick timeout. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Ben giving me uh, a time check thing here, and of course it's like Matt Rule. No idea how much time's on the clock. None. That was Zero. pretty good. That was a good one. Yeah. Did you just think of that, or uh, no? He, he just thought about that. that. Yeah. I did just think of that. I did. Uh, one of us did not stay up all night. Trust me on that. Oh, okay. Um, this is for you, Cookie. A guy named David Stassen. I'm assuming an actor. Maybe. I don't know. He says, you cannot spoil House of Dragons for me because I do not know anyone's name. That's a funny tweet. No, I'm sick of that. Yeah. All, all over Facebook, people that have read the books are commenting like the results of the show. And I'm like, dude, I, like, it hasn't even come out yet. Well, this is, you know, you he can't be spoiled. You can because you're a nerd. Um, I, thought about, I thought about this today and... Um, the thing I thought, or yesterday, when I, I got done during the or during the midst of the volleyball game, I asked uh, the guy who was producing, Kyle, I, I asked him who won the uh, Packers-Giants game. Oh, God. Here we go. Because when I saw the score, it was all Packers. But the Giants end up winning in London. We actually uh, know a pack, some Packers season ticket holders who went over to London to the game. Um, well, I'm sure they were sorely disappointed as I was myself. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They got to go to London. But 
Here is uh, here's Aaron Rodgers on uh, some of his post-game comments. Oh, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough question. Uh, the cliche answer would be really close, but the actual answer is uh, unknown, honestly. He was talking about the team is, uh, have they played a complete game? That's no, an they odd, haven't played uh, a complete game. That's an odd cut. They just got beat. That's a very strange cut. Um, Daniel Jones on the team's hot start to the season. The G-Men. We've always had confidence in our group. I think we've we've believed in ourselves. Yeah, we played a good game today, and uh, we'll continue to build confidence, continue to study what we got to do to get better and continue to improve as a team. Here's the question, fellas. NFC East, back? Oh, yeah, definitely. No. No, I'm fully on board with the NFC East. I think East. they're one of the more powerful. Hint no. says no. All right. They've only got three teams with three of the better records, but no. Washington, Cowboys, Cooper Rush. How long is that going to last? Not very long. He'll be the I don't next know. They look legit this He'll year. be the next Panthers they, quarterback and fool, fool that whole organization. <laughs> I think Ben's speaking from a place of being hurt. Hey, um, do we really believe in the Giants? Like, Are we really going to see it now, like we see, believe in the Giants? I'm not sold on yet. Here's what I will say one thing about the Giants, and I, and I will not profess that I've watched every snap. But um, Saquon Barkley's an obvious difference maker. Their defense, I think, is good enough. And if Daniel Jones – how many times have we seen if your quarterback just doesn't make mistakes? Game manager. That's what Daniel Jones needs to be, just a game manager. Sneaky That'd athletic, too. Daniel Jones – He's know, got some wheels. He, he can run a little bit. I was impressed with Daniel Jones when I saw him. I was shocked out of Duke that he, you know, went into that bowl game. They played his, his last year there and that he was, you know, so high up the boards. But, I mean, you don't – again, we talked about at the beginning of the show, how many true franchise – you just have to be good enough. You just don't – don't make mistakes. If you're not going to be a franchise guy, don't make big mistakes. And, and he's got a good enough – cast right now surrounding him against who they've played. I mean, look, they knocked off Green Bay, and Green Bay's got issues. You know that better than anybody, Cookie. But yeah, I do. Green Bay is is a team that will get its act together, I feel like, at some I, point. they got to sign a free agent wide receiver. I'm oh, telling you, nothing's going to improve until that happens. Well, trade Robbie Anderson. What's the trade uh, word right now, Ben, on uh, CMC? You were telling me this in the break. What's uh, uh, so a local Bills reporter, and then this Michael Balco guy. I have no idea who he has, who he is, but he's got a check mark on Twitter. So take mm. that for what it's worth. Says there four to go. six teams have reached out about Christian McCaffrey already. They have confirmed the Bills have reached out, and uh, DJ Moore, which according to Jay Glazer, Fox Sports' Jay Glazer, they have received uh, some calls about DJ Moore as well. So I don't doubt that anybody is calling because yeah. it looks like that they're. But I mean, this doesn't mean the Panthers are going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, Fitterer loves to trade for the sake of it and come on the uh, losing end of a lot of trades. Look no further than well, C.J. Henderson and <laughs> Stephon Gilmore and you know many others. But I, I, this also could be, especially McCaffrey, maybe his his team trying to get him out of there. Redemption story for Scott Fitterer. Get a bunch, ton of picks, move on. McCaffrey's barely healthy anyway. Well, if you're if you're going to blow it up, that's what you do. Yes. If you're going to blow it up, that's what I think you need to do. What do you give up for McCaffrey, though? Do you give up a first rounder for McCaffrey? I if think you're another team, yeah, I don't, I don't know if anyone's willing to do that. If you're Fitterer, you well, then you don't take their call. Yeah. I mean, if they're really, if there's really half a dozen calls for Christian McCaffrey, then you, I would, if I were Fitterer, a minimum of two first round picks. 
Here's a the, minimum. Here's the problem. It's like with the Browns with Deshaun Watson or the Texans with Deshaun Watson. We have no leverage right now because we have four draft picks next year. Well, no, you you know what? You do have leverage. You know what the leverage is? You don't trade anybody because you don't <laughs> blow the thing up. You just get a new head coach and you get a quarterback in free agency. Well, they That's they know it. we're desperate for draft picks, so. I mean, well, they that, got that might that be the us. case, but then they're the but they're the ones calling about McCaffrey. Is my point? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, we got to get those draft picks. We got to get some draft capital. We might be able. Why to... Why don't you apply for a job out there with all this? Weight? Oh, I would I love to. Would be... I would. Lo- I would love to. I think I could get do Zoki way better than the guys they've that. hired. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm a little weary though. He writes about him. They tend to not stick around very long there in Carolina in that organization uh, for a reason. Yeah, but if you're Matt Rule, you got a lot of money now. All right. <laughs> that's um, true. Ron Rivera. This is uh this is the reason he says uh the the commanders, the commandos have struggled this year, according to Ron Rivera, because why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. <laughs> wow, just threw Carson Wentz under the short straight Carson and right Wentz. to the point. Nobody likes Carson Wentz. Wow. I've thought he was nope. like doo-doo water since day one. So <sighs> He had a heck of a year before he got hurt that one year. Yeah, I agree. Pennsylvania. I, his throwing motion, he, he reminds me of Phillip Rivers. Like It just doesn't look like a traditional quarterback. Well, throwing the ball. And, and, and we certainly know he wasn't successful, right, Cookie? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's um, always an exception. But, you know, he, when Pennsylvania was having a monster year and then a big pick, Nick, uh, was Ooh, the guy that led him? <laughs> well, he did throw. Good a, on you. Couple of costly interceptions at uh, the next season. But point is better than the alternative name. Yeah. Well, we can't say the alternative name. Um. Any anything else? Speaking of quarterbacks, how about the Eagles? Uh, Jalen Hurts, and he says they cannot let up now that they're uh, even though they're undefeated. I hate hearing five and zero because nobody wanted to mention the record when we were two and five. So I don't want to hear it now. Can we come in here, control the things we can, attack every day, um, and just grow and climb? What? Uh, no, he said, he said keep going. That's what he said. Do you not understand that? He said keep going, Ben. I just didn't understand the, the first part. Nobody wants to hear when they're 2-5, and five, but we're 5-0. and oh. I, I, I didn't quite understand it. Maybe he I'm says you weren't with me then. You Don't be with me now. I'll, I'll, All right. I guess he just I, needed to say that's, that. That's what he was saying, I suppose. Philly fans are not very smart. You know, I'm not very smart. You got to help us out, Jalen. Guys, why do you think that everybody, except with the exception of the Bills, are having a hard time scoring points? Ooh, that's a good question. Quarterbacks, uh, defense yeah, has got but... better. Offensive lines are not as good because the defensive fronts have gotten better widespread across the league. Our defense is just stepping up, maybe. Well, the yeah. average time to throw now is less than two seconds for oh, a but quarterback. But that says a lot right there, yeah. I would say. So, I mean, that shows me either offensive lines got worse or defensive fronts got way better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you have some major quarterbacks that have, like we talked about, are on the move this yeah. year. And, I mean, it just because Matt Ryan was great in Atlanta doesn't mean it's going to work in, you know, Indianapolis. I like because I like just because it worked in Seattle doesn't mean it's going to work in Denver. That kind of thing. I, I like your point earlier about game win- managers can make a living. Look no further than Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill and Kirk yeah. Cousins. Those guys have made a whole career off it, a whole oh, living Cousins off it. Cousins has made and you want Cousins has Cousins has made Matt Rule money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> in one a year. Manager. In one year, I feel like. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, tonight, we got what, boys? What do we have tonight for the game? Yeah, who is playing tonight? It's, it's Kansas the Chiefs City. and the Raiders, Chiefs correct? And Raiders at Kansas City. I'm going to say the Raiders pull out an upset. Ben? I could see that. Yeah, I could, Raiders pulling off an upset. They've been losing a lot. Like, usually when teams start doing that, unless they're just a garbage team, like, they'll get a good one over on, like, a Chiefs or Tampa Bay. I could totally see them coming it's like back. Casey Rolls. Casey Rolls, fellas. Uh, yeah, Casey Rolls Yeah, tonight. Chiefs are winning by 14, dummy. Come yeah. on now. Casey by 21. All right. Um, great job today. Matt Rule out. We'll have more on this throughout the week. And uh, we have Inside ECU Athletics with Mike Houston next. Uh, tomorrow, our Houston huddle. And Kyle Robinson. Couldn't get to Kyle today, but we'll talk to him tomorrow. Aces for Autism is dedicating their new campus tomorrow at Groundbreaking. So congratulations to them, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Faces.